Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Kristen, like a girl, his words, not mine, was born July 18, 1986 in Columbus, Ohio. He grew up in a two-parent Christian home with an older brother, Taylor, and a younger sister, Aubrey. Coincidentally, they all have unisex names. Another coincidence? Everyone in his family is musically inclined. His mom is a lyric soprano and has traveled the world singing. She even performed for the Queen of England. His dad writes and plays the piano. His brother raps and his sister sings and writes, but she has no desire to pursue a musical career. Kristen is the hybrid of the family because he sings, raps, writes, and plays the piano. As a kid, young Chris marched to the beat of his own drum. I was very curious. I was always kind of in my own head and in my own world. Um, very weird, very weird kid. I had a, I think I would like to say I had a likable personality. I made a lot of people laugh, but not a lot of people understood me. And I think that was part of the comedy. You know, Chris was always known to be in his own world with his own kind of mind about things. I didn't really fit in, I guess. I have this video, right, of our family. take. We were taking a family vacation, and we were driving back from the Smoky Mountains from Tennessee. We were driving back to Columbus, and it was my birthday. And everybody's in the car, like, singing happy birthday to me. And, like, my dad, like, pans the camera, you know, around showing everybody singing happy birthday to me. And when it gets to me, I'm literally like at the top of my lungs singing an entirely different song that I was making up. Like, and I wasn't even paying anybody any attention. Like while there's like, I wasn't even acknowledging that they were singing me happy birthday. And, you know, they're like laughing at me while they're, while, while they're singing, but I was like in the zone singing something totally different. And I don't even know what it was. Yo, I remember sitting in my basement, making dreams on my karaoke tape deck. Um, now I'm quarter of a century, and everything I've been through is more than just a memory. Uh huh. Feel like the borders of my ministry have just extended to the corner of infinity. But ain't no finding forever, it's already found. Seems I've been climbing forever, but he kept me down. Humble, yeah, he kept me down. Nothing besides the anointing, all I care about is paramount. I'm clearing out all the scraps from the walls I've been tearing down. It's hip search, some in search of its whereabouts. We wise as owls, but living foul. Solomon, the culture told us to wear a crown. Politics, that's caught before the horse. Marriage before we caught. Yeah, yeah, the wedding bells are ringing. I hear them now. And we the pride of Christ, I'm trying to 
age uh, They say life is what you make it So he made a sacrifice payment Chris attended private school until he was in seventh grade. His parents didn't allow derogatory music in the house, so he grew up listening to a lot of gospel, classical, and soulful music, like Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind, and Fire. That meant he was a little behind when it came to what was currently going on in the music scene at that time. That made for the transition from private school to public school a little rough. It's all a dream. My happy days, they come and gone. Just weary days. Won't cry no more. Won't shed a tear. I'll cry inside. I hope you hear. Help me know you're still here. I mean, you know, once you hit middle school, high school, you know, I started to kind of suppress my weirdness and fit in. So um, I was a class clown. I think my sense of humor just, it was, it was kind of inevitable for me to create these awkward moments. So I couldn't help it. And I stood out a little bit just in that regard. Um, but for the most part, I, I tried to fit in and be cool. It, it worked sometimes, but then my true colors would always show. I see you captain on the ship called fellow. I was on at the moment, my lips parted hello. Goodbye, man, I'm gonna green acres, but some like it hot on ain't no my jean baker. Yeah, yo, you can serve bread like a baker, and you can serve God, I'm on the ladder like Jacob. This ain't the grocery line, paper or plastic. It's hot or cold, ice cubes. He wasn't a complete outsider, and he adjusted pretty well to the new environment. Chris participated in the basketball and choir program. Like most teenage kids, Chris tried to get in where he could fit in. And that sometimes meant not completely being himself. But unlike most kids, he learned rather quickly who he was and to be comfortable in his own skin. Listen, I'm a museum of art. As you see it, you ought to see him. Not me. That's for my subject matter. Number one must matter. So it might as well be him. Not me. No, not even a little bit. My environment, I in it. They don't know what I'm dealing with. They don't know how I'm feeling. When I'm alone, I'm equivalent to villainous. Venomous every day is a wilderness. Let's get it. Uh, the carnal minded will be militant like I ain't feeling it. Talk about some real events. They ain't trying to hear no scriptures, dog. You sounding too religious with the mitts for bars. Tell me I've been where they are and I live in their land. But I'm trying to win souls. You just trying to win fans. Blindly in the blind, Stevie Wonderland. Couldn't keep it a hundred if you had 20 hands. Jesus, this alliance was a bad move. Cause hip hop made the best of us act fools. Never forget the devil been tactful. Since Eve got macked with an apple. Yeah. I was raised in a Christian household, so, and I believe. I believed in God and, and I believed in Jesus. It was just a lifestyle. I think I, I hadn't developed an assurance or a confidence in what I believed in um, until junior year of high school. I transitioned from just a regular high school into a like a career center, like a vocational type school. And that was kind of my chance to break away from everybody. And when I got there, you know, it was a smaller school. More, I had more focus on... Um, what I was preparing to do for the future. And then um, I think that just that space allowed me to be able to really break away from the, you know, trying to fit in and just being myself. And I discovered that the whole time, like, 
Jesus was waiting for me. And he was like, you know, just, just be you. We have a lot to catch up on. And um, from that point, I listened to him and developed just a really large passion for souls and started a Bible study in high school. Just started getting back to what I already knew. So uh, one day Chris is at this Ohio State University party where he eventually got his degree in design and now works as a designer. So he's at this party clowning around and acting a fool as usual. He meets a girl named Christina. He likes her and he asks her for her number and he doesn't get it. They part ways and he ends up tracking her down and getting her phone number. Now, they are married and have a two-year-old daughter named Maya. Boy meets girl, Chris met Chris. Boy, I need a journal because she's pinmanship. How to go, she's remarkable. That's so why my tongue is more like a permanent marker. So, so every time I tell a story from my dream, the further you overwhelmed by the secrets learned. Sweetheart, I'm asking that you please refer to every word that you keep spoken. My insignia shall never be broken Open wounds I keep compressing Cause he honors me as the weaker vessel So I honor you We both crying Abba Crazy love, this is Swayze love Let the ghost be our potter Shake the world I'm like Cray, I don't need no shirts clothes I got a ring, I'm a king, no furloughs And I ain't leaving y'all my queens no furrows To shake the world We dated for, we dated for um, maybe two years the first year was, I had to, you know, there was some closure issues that I hadn't dealt with. So it was a little rocky. Um, but then the second year was just really, you know, dedicated to courting and preparing for marriage. Remember how Chris didn't quite know what was hot when it came to modern day music? Well, eventually he caught on and started to gravitate towards rap mainly because he discovered he had a talent for it. Chris, his brother, and a friend of theirs formed a rap group called The Elevationists. They were pretty popular in the Midwest and had a couple offers made to them. Hurry, hurry, Jesus. Look at the picture, a crooked description. It's abstract art that took our convictions and pissed them. The scale is found wanting. It's so dark, this world's looking for something. Where are the sunbeams? Uh, I can't see them so dark. It's we covered our lids. It's summer all fall and I'm coming to grips. We compromising, won't cover the kids. And we covered the gifts. And so we use the world's Methods to uh, recover the kids and who's gonna pay for it? This generation's rung so dry cause all we do is play with them. Who gonna do the work and who gonna be the church? Is it really love when we leave them with the curse? It's like, what's left? Some of the deals on the table just required us to be gone for eight months touring. Um, there was one deal in particular where we, we had the opportunity to travel with Switchfoot and it was gonna require us to travel for, I think, six to eight months. Now, that was something we worked for and dreamed of, but 
the practical part of it didn't line up. You know, we'd have to leave our families. There was really no pay involved. We'd have to be away from our churches. And I guess maybe we just hadn't thought about what would happen when we got there, but we got there. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it got discouraging, and then we disbanded. So I know the the other two, they were just kind of like, you know, we don't really know what to do. We got, we're going to get back to life. I couldn't help but continue because it's just it's part of my makeup to make music. And so, yeah, I then from there started to work on solo material. He put out a solo album, Even With Evil With Me, in 2011, that showcased his singing abilities. A guy named James, who is now the publicist for Collision Records, heard that album and contacted Chris. He hit me up on Facebook and said, hey, man, I love what you're doing. And I'm, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm going to show your music to a friend of mine who owns a record label. Then I found out that Swoop, who I had already known and loved, I'm a huge fan of that dude. Don't tell him. <laughs> but he was signed to Collision. So I was like, okay, dope. I didn't say anything. I just kind of, you know, we, I started talking to Adam Thomason, who's the owner. And then Swoop hit me up because he was working on Wake Up. And he was like, hey, man, um, love your stuff. Love what you're doing. Love your album. Need you to. He basically asked me to help him create his project. Just kind of told me he wanted to integrate me on his album. Um, wanted to bring what I was doing to his to his project. And we started collaborating on some material. And I helped him out with Wake Up. And then I think from there, um, the deal was kind of put on the table. And it was a good fit. It was definitely a relationship that was built. And I felt comfortable. Come go with me, let me take you to the to Collision Records and in 2012 put out the free mixtape Body Art. The following year, he and labelmate Swoop, Alex Faith, and Dre Murray released the We Live as Kings album, which charted number three on iTunes. Working on that album, at first I didn't know what it was going to be because we didn't even come up with the concept. It was something that Adam came up with, the owner. And and it was pretty ambiguous for a while. Like, he had a, a vision for it, but we don't all live together. Like, we don't even live in the same area. Like, so it was just hard. I'm still getting to know them. Dre had just signed with us. I mean, we didn't know each other as people. So it was just it was like, okay, what is this album? But everybody was excited to be on the same team. So it was like, you know, there was an unsurety, but then there was an anticipation. Wit was now part of the, the, the team. And it was like, we're going to, we don't know what we're about to do, but we know it's going to be great. Not because of any goodness of our own, but I really felt like God's hand was on it. The pressure is what produced a good product. We literally were never in the same room while we made that album. I already knew I wasn't going to be able to rap as much on the album because there's three other rappers. And so just logically, I was I had like a, I guess I had this almost Lauryn Hill moment in my mind where I was like, 
this is about to be like the Fugees real quick. I wanted to rhyme on every track, but I knew that they were very capable and that I wasn't needed on every track. When I heard these tracks, I was like, how can I try to make every one of these songs a hit? Every single one. And um, my thinking was, yes, I want to glorify Christ. Two, I want these songs to stand out from everything. Because I know we're lyrical, because I know everything we make doesn't make everybody do backflips and jump, I want to make sure that they are showstoppers. And you go into it with that mentality. Otherwise, it's going to sound like a cheesy compilation album. And we didn't want that. A year later, the We Live As Kings album is still playing a major part in his musical career. The song King and Me, featuring Chris and Swoop, appeared on an American Idol commercial that aired during Super Bowl 48. So, like, two days before the Super Bowl, Swoop texted me. We were talking about some stuff. He was like, so did you, did you hear about, um, did you hear the news? And I was like, what news? And he was like, King and me on the Super Bowl. And I was like, excuse me, who be what? He like, huh? Like, uh, what's, what's happening? And, you know, I was about to get geeked for him real quick. And he was like, yeah, like, we're on there. We're going to be on there. And I'll... I was like, okay, cool. You know, when you hear about stuff like this, you don't get excited until it happens. It's the entertainment industry. I mean, for crying out loud, it's the Super Bowl. It's an American Idol commercial, and it's, you know, aired on Fox. Like, those are all big names. So it's like, okay, let me not say anything about this or even get excited unless it happens. Um, I just gotten out of church, and I was sitting at a at a restaurant. I'm I'm getting, like a bunch of tweets and Instagram posts of this, of this American Idol commercial. And I was like, wow. And then I finally saw it on the, like on the pregame show. And I was really excited. I was really excited. I didn't know how, how to respond, but it was pretty big to see that happen. I mean, forget about us. Like this is, this is Christian music. It's on this, on a Super Bowl commercial. Like I was geeked though. Like for me, <laughs> like personally, like I ain't going to stunt. Just to be able to say that that was my voice, it felt amazing. Um, and Swoop's voice, and that it was our song, and it was our album. Like, all of that felt really good. I'm just playing it cool. But when I got in my car and nobody was around, I made like six Instagram videos where I was screaming into the camera, but I just didn't put any of them out because they, they, were, they, were, they, were, too, they were too amped. <laughs> and it just kind of was God's reminder that like, this is this is definitely my work. I can open up some doors that nobody that that no man can open. After appearing on Dre Murray's Gold Rush, maybe one day, Alex Faith's At Last, Andy Minio's Heroes for Sale, and several other albums, Kristen is finally putting out his own album, School of Roses, dropping March twenty fifth, two thousand fourteen. Is it hello? Is it hello or goodbye? Which one am I to say? I don't want to be fooled into falling in love 
stay for a while It seems like we were just getting to know one another so well But oh well Hello always moves goodbye someday I won't stop telling you every day how much I need you around I know you're up in the sky but I don't know when you'll be back down I wake up looking for you but I guess it depends on the day So School of Roses has nothing to do with roses. It has everything to do with growing up and relationships. This situation is such a school of roses. Oh, she's such a school of roses. When you can't describe the complications in a relationship or a friendship or just where you are in life, you can just call it a school of roses because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's me learning. It's all of us learning how to love God through relationships. And school is indicative of that learning process. The roses are, are, are indicative of those relationships and ourselves. After singing about the king in him and soulfully crooning to the devil while telling him it's a long way down, Christian hip-hop fans everywhere have been anticipating another spirit-filled album from Kristen Gray. But School of Roses is surprisingly categorized as R&B. It doesn't fit in a Christian hip-hop genre, so we shot straight for it. And even from the content standpoint, the way the album's written, it's it's designed for a mainstream market. So they're putting it out, I believe, in the R&B soul category. We're going to play with the big boys. See what happens. You know, I might just get might just get ignored, you know, or. Some write the songs and make the world cry. Yeah, yeah. The same songs that used to bring them joy. Come on. How is it that we love the melody? Yeah. Yet we don't see the cunning ploy. Now I've often wondered when I look at you Why do you sing the songs you sing? When oh, I've recommended better lullabies Hoping to give you better dreams It's been a hot minute since Chris has spit bars. Some may be disappointed that he won't be rhyming too much on this album. Unfortunately, or fortunately, that is a burden that he has to bear. It's very difficult having the option to do so many things. It's not easy. Sometimes I wished I was just a singer or just a rapper or just a musician because then you can carve your lane and you can just stay right there. I mean, you can play with different collaborations or how you want to expand your sound, but Swoop's a rapper, straight up. So he has his boundaries set for him and he can play within those boundaries. You know, same thing with Alex, same thing with Dre. With me, it's difficult to put any kind of expectation on myself because I'm just different and everything doesn't fit on the same project. Body Art was very open and free, but I don't know if Body Art established a brand that truly represents me. Just like, I don't know if this album created a brand that truly represents me. I think over time, it will be evident that Chris is really 100% a singer and a 100% a rapper. It's difficult for me to give people what they want and be myself. 
because somebody's gonna be looking for something, <laughs> you know, and get disappointed. But to to truly express my story, I have to tell it from both sides. Paparazzi preachers trying to sell us proof. They living a lie trying to tell the truth. Pinocchios with they wood shoes. Long nose, all shows. This ain't good news. Gospel with apostle, this and that. still y'all love me. I'm sick of that. Nah, y'all just want my money. Give it back. The Bible, just a man-made chicken scratch. This how I feel. I'm sick of the hurt. And if this is the church, give me some NyQuil. I'll sip it at first. Then I'm like, whatever. Take it to the head. And good night forever. Good night forever. I'm gone. Chris compares his album to the book of Ecclesiastes. Yet, School of Roses isn't classified as a gospel or Christian hip-hop album, and he doesn't mention one very important person. Even with evil with us Lovers of self, lovers of sin High and they true colors, graffiti under the bridge They wanted two summers, but I don't call them again They hearts follow the fallen, now they gone with the wind Yes sir, we all fell short Second verse on home, and I'm lying on the porch Cold, Lord knows, home, foreclosed As luck would have it, I'd be good on my own But ain't enough for clovers uh, So Romans 7 is what we left with I didn't say Jesus, I don't think at all In the entire album I mean, I talk about Jesus through the whole album. As far as principles, as far as what I believe, you just find a lot of conflict in the album. The album is written more like Ecclesiastes than it is like Romans. I love, I love the fact that a lot of people will become uncomfortable when they hear it. So for me to say that the album's not a Christian album is, is blasphemy. It's just not a, it's not even a hidden Christian album. You know, Ecclesiastes is an entire book that focuses on a lot of the things that the wisest man in the world wrote and experienced. And then at the end of the, ch- of, of the book, he talks about the end of the matter, fear God and keep his commandments. But you can't just go there without understanding the rest of it. It's a very rich, like deep album that exposes a part of our relationship with God that we may or may not have ever experienced. He may get some backlash for not putting out a Christian album and not mentioning Jesus Christ. But mentally and spiritually, he has been preparing himself for it. He asks that listeners experience it with an open mind and listen to the lyrics more than once. The album is designed to play with our emotions to remind us that we're human. By and large, we won't admit it, but we forget in the church that we're human beings. We can hear it. We can hear it taught. We can hear it preached. We can even say it to ourselves. But for some reason, we mix up having the Holy Spirit inside of us with actually being the Holy Spirit. And we have to realize that we are 100% depraved, yet we have 100% God inside of us. And so this album shows you that you're 100% depraved so that you can truly appreciate having his love. I know the song opens up with an apology, this weird apology thing. 
then it goes into a song designed about temptation. But the song's called Wanna. It's not called Did. And so someone will listen to Wanna and be like, dang, bro, what'd you do? I didn't do anything. I just want to. And then it's it's like, well, hey, why do you want to do this, Christian? I'm going to say, well, Christian, what do you want to do? Because I know it's not all good. Like, I know I'm not the only person in the world who wants to sin. <laughs> like, it's going to cause some, hopefully, some very productive discussion. I would have them listen to, to the album all the way through. I would have them read the titles, because the titles tell you what the song is about. And if you don't pay attention to the titles, you can easily get confused. And then I would ask them to listen to it again after they, after they finish. I promise you, I will not be offended by anyone's argument to the album. To hear songs off of School of Roses before the album drops and listen to Kristen's explanation about those songs, Tune in to part two of Kristen Gray's Testimony, a Musician Story. This has been a Brown Theory production, an 83 Media production, and until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. But I want to swim in the mainstream life, God, you better come save me, could be a long way down, baby. Shouldn't, but I want to, shouldn't, but I want to.